Welcome back to another episode of Brevity Box, episode 16. We are in the double digits. Still uh, still fresh, still new on the scene. Do people still say that? Uh, we no. have a... I don't think <laughs> no. so. Uh, okay, okay. We're not in the scene. I guess that's, that goes in the trash basket with uh, <laughs> Tasty Grooves. With all your uh, other attempts at trying to be cool. I failed again, and Becky's here to remind me, <laughs> of course. Uh, man... Tons to catch up on. Uh, I have a few things I want to talk about. Uh, clearly, let's let's just go over what we've got on our brains after the last couple of weeks. For me, it's America's waking the fuck up. People don't know how to uh, do anything anymore like they did uh, with, now that everything's back open in public. Kids running crazy in nice restaurants. People having altercations at airports. Um yeah, I, I don't even I, I, I'll have a lot to cover on it. Uh, I'm sure you guys have had a lot of shit, too. Becky, what about you? Um, I want to talk about dating profile pictures and dudes opening lines from this week. Oh. Yeah. From this week. Yeah. Fresh, very nice. <laughs> from this week. Fresh. Yeah. Fresh pick. <laughs> Brando. <were> great. <laughs> well, we're going to take a few minutes to talk about a show I binge watched at your recommendation called Invincible. And then I just got back from a uh, very annoying yet very pleasant trip to the Apple store. And I'm just going to show you why Apple is better. Oh, Charlie. yeah. Well, of course, we're going to hear some more from an Apple, Apple sycophant. Uh, well, let's get started proper. Uh, Brevity Box is brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. And I can't say enough about being a part of this collaboration with other great shows like the Retro Futurist Culture or Ruminations of Red Rum or the old metal bar steward, which got uh, a little lightning bolt from uh, the one and only D Snyder. And we'll definitely go into that. But Brevity Box is part of a big family of podcasts. We have a lot to offer and a lot for everybody to uh, basically ruminate and reminisce on everything that they love. Check us out at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com. And let's get going. For me, guys, I've had visitors for the last two weekends in a row. First weekend was a buddy of mine, Graham, people who've been listening to the show, whoever the two of you are. Uh, <laughs> those two people, now. That's me. <laughs> I, 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 it's basically all of us. It's, say, we have two we, listeners I, and I three like people listening talking. to myself talk. <laughs> say, if we have two, that's an improvement. All right. Nice. We're, we're moving I'm places. the latter. No, man. Agent G from a few episodes back who... You know, our man with the plan, he came to visit and we went out right. I mean, maybe the day of or the day after New Orleans sort of lifted a lot of the restrictions. The French Quarter was so just cool. sort of coming alive. It is really cool to to see it. And it's weird. Uh, you know, New Orleans is a, one of those cities that even if you've never been here, you can kind of imagine, you know, you've seen it on a television show. You you you've seen advertising for Mardi Gras. It's always a party. It's always going on in the quarter, and it hasn't been anywhere near that. It's been more of a ghost town. I'm gonna it's I'm gonna inter I'm gonna interrupt you and say How I think Bart Simpson said it best: when the big easy calls, you got to accept the charges. <laughs> That's true. It is a one and only city. I mean, it's a fun, interesting, fucking unique place. Yeah, I'm just gonna get into it. Uh, I've had visitors coming in for the last two weekends in a row. And the first one was Graham, 
Uh, for both of our listeners, I mean, that would be Agent G from a few episodes ago. And we went out on the town maybe a night, the night of or the day after all the restrictions in the French Quarter were lifted. And New Orleans is one of those iconic cities that I think everybody has sort of an idea of what they expect to see when they go to the quarter. And usually it's pretty spot on. You're going to see people filling the street. You're going to see people drinking while they're walking in the street. You're going to have a lot of fun. That's what the city's known for. And the day that we're getting out there, of course, you know, all the tourism, everybody knew that it was going to happen. So the first batch of people came in and we decided to go to Muriel's. By the way, shout out to Muriel's New Orleans, deep in the French Quarter. Brando, you know the restaurant well. Uh, I mean, that's where I had my uh, rehearsal dinner. For my when I got married, and this I've had weird is, fever dreams involving their double cut pork chop, uh, the double cut pork chop and bread pudding. I mean, gourmet Southern food, right in the heart, right next to Jackson Square, right next to St. Louis Cathedral. Anybody, if you're coming to New Orleans, Muriel's is a place you got to go, and not just for the food. The crazy thing about this place is there is a whole ghost story that surrounds a man uh, hanging himself after losing the entire place in a hand of cards back in the uh, age old, probably 1700s. I don't know the story accurately. I've heard it a few times. I was probably intoxicated, allegedly. But if you go to that restaurant, (laughs) even if you don't eat there, you can go upstairs and they have a table set for the spirits, wine, bread, the whole thing. You go upstairs where they usually sell the big dining areas for private parties and down a walkway deeper into this classic like European French style building. There is a seance lounge, a velvet room with paintings and cartouches and these the chaise lounges. And it is a weird, neat place. You should check it out. That sounds like a nice place to eat, right? Right, yes, Becky. Yes. That sounds like a place where that, that sounds like a place I would like to go. Really dressed so, up. I, I actually and, have a very right. interesting picture of you grabbing another man's penis in that room. I would. That's right. I probably I did. would. I did. It was my wedding. I decided, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> live fast. No, I mean, look. Yolo. That place is one. Yolo. <laughs> that place is one of those places you go to dine, and that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to relive a memory. Uh, Brooke, myself, Graham, we go and we get a, make a reservation. We show up. We're going to have a late dinner and we're excited. And it, you can tell, like I said, we get to the quarter. It's you can tell people are excited to kind of be able to just go and do something normal. And we're out in a restaurant and trying to just sit there within that first 15 minutes. And we're at a four top. And right next to us, is another four top. Four adults. I don't know who the hell they are. I don't know. You know what? I only know one thing that could ruin this. I think I know where you're going, and I think I need a real drink to prepare. Please continue. Uh, <laughs> all right. So here, here's the deal. I am not opposed to families and people going out together. That's not the story here. The story here is this. There is a four top with four adults, and here comes, and I'm not exaggerating, seven children 
seven children. Okay, I need to know. I need to know what time. What time of night this was? Like this is. Doesn't matter. No, our reservation. No, it does. It kind of does. This is Muriel's, not an Applebee's. Don't matter. I actually (laughs) said that they should have gone to Applebee's. No, okay. So I am saying it's about eight thirty when we got there. Okay. All right, and that helps me. All right, it does. I agree. (laughs) And so here's the thing: these are uh, a. like the whole spectrum of kid, right? Like there's kids on the low end of the age spectrum, maybe the youngest being six and the oldest being maybe 15. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're clearly, I, I felt like they were on vacation. They were tourists, but they're coming in and out of this restaurant and see at this point, the restaurant is still taking temperatures and still telling people to wear your mask until you sit down and they would like you to wear your mask when you order. Now, whether you agree or don't agree or whatever your positions are, the place asks you to do it. That's what you should do. Don't matter what right. your position is. Them's yeah. the rules. Yeah. You follow them or you them's, get the fuck out. the rules. <laughs> exactly. Right. And so, so the, we're all sitting down and uh, the people there are clearly at the end of their meal. I need to emphasize that. So it doesn't seem like they were doing this forever, but long, long enough, maybe 30 minutes. Too they long. are too long but they're sitting there finishing their wine or finishing whatever the drinks are and these kids are coming in and out from the front entrance around people that are waiting to get in or you know just you know how kids are i'm not blaming them i'm doing you know what i mean they're just kind of doing what they do at one point piggyback riding another kid right near us but most of the time they're sort of surrounding the table of adults and looming over us like there is a kid with his mask off most of the kids don't have their mask on and this kid is maybe 15 inches away from 12 inches maybe from my shoulder and they're coming they're skipping and they're doing and we're just sort of being the misery old adults right no i'm because- getting anxiety listening to you tell us right. I, I, <laughs> I, I really am. like so i'm looking over my shoulder like get the fuck away from me right well, now so that's kind of how we were doing the whole table had a slalom lean you know what i mean yeah. like every time the kids came in and we started bunching up the space and slalom then- leaned backwards <laughs> I'll I'll solemnly lean and put my fist in your face. <laughs> well, so that's the thing. We end up looking at these everybody over there, and the fuck. Here's the thing that gets me about it. Here, I just the thoughts in my head are: people are so excited to be out that they're just trying to milk every moment. And mm-hmm. those parents knew what the hell they were doing, and they 100%. were just not wanting it to end. And they didn't want to. And they knew the minute they spoke up to their kids, it was going to get bad. And so they milked every ounce of it. And when they got up to leave, and there's the thing, during the whole time, we're sort of leaning away and we're looking over at where the the like floor manager is and the manager, and they're doing that that manager uh, uh, leer. You know what I mean? The one where oh, they're yeah. sitting there like leaning in and looking over mm-hmm. at the group and they're trying to decide whether they want to be aggressive with these people or not. And when they finally did leave a good half an hour into it, it was after we had moved tables. Like the, the people that we were sandwiched in between two groups and then the left group left. And immediately Graham was like, with his very sophisticated British accent, well, could we move uh, tables over here, please? You know, and it was like <laughs> instantly things were better, but we were still kind of like wondering what the hell, you know, like just, 
you can tell your kids to wait outside or go back to the hotel, but it just one of those things where clearly things are going to be a little wild, but it was, it was tense and it was weird and it was odd. And it, there was events like that throughout the night in the middle of all this good stuff. So even though that only lasted half an hour, you know, they bounced and they were like looking around the room when they were leaving because they knew everybody in the room was sort of like, get the fuck out yeah we were we were all sort of silently going like hey man i probably would have been that person that stood up and applauded when they left because i do that all the time i might have been that person to uh you know stand up put my chair back at just the wrong time once i figured out the little fucker's timing (laughs) it just made made that statement of like maybe it was more about how so okay wait i gotta finish up this story so this might fuck with me this so any let me let me keep going here so we have a great dinner i I did have the double cup pork chop i did have the bread pudding i did enjoy the shit out of it we had some beautiful wine and then at the end we took a walk up to the seance lounge and we walk in and there is a whole family in there and as we're walking in the door there are these two like seven maybe maybe like eight nine year old boys it doesn't end no, no, no. This is a, this is actually an interesting, good point. Right? Okay, this is okay, okay. These two kids don't see us, and they are wrestling. Like, and they're dressed nice, <laughs> and they're wrestling. As soon as they realize adults have walked in the room, they split and sit. And one of the kids goes, "Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me." And I look at this kid. I go, yes, "Hey." I was yes. like, "I was like, you don't have to be sorry, little guy. We walked up on you, but I really appreciate it." And his dad was like. Good manners, son. Like a little kid was like totally cool, and they they can like moved a little and kept messing around and playing, and uh, it was that simple. And immediately, I was like, "Families are good." You know, like, yeah. It gave me Families hope. Can be good. It gives you a so, little hope. Here's the funny thing: I told that story to my brother-in-law. My brother-in-law goes, "the The polite kid's been hit a lot more." <laughs> It's true. That actually makes a lot of sense. And that totally reminds me because when I was a kid, I was like that. But I guarantee you, I I did get hit. Oh, I got my ass beat. Hell yeah. I I completely did too. I got the belt. I got the ping pong paddle. I got the wooden spoon with the slots in it. Oh, goodness. I just got the smack upside the head from mom or dad. No. Well, it, it just and, and when it happens in public, you learn real quick. Well, that's what I thought of with these polite kids, right? And it just made me feel like those it, it just the thing that occurred to me, and that's sort of the theme, right? Like that was one part. Right after that, we went out to Fritzel's New Orleans again. Anybody visiting New Orleans, go to Fritzel's. It is live jazz. And in this case, it was Dixie jazz and even if you don't like it it's still a lot of fun to hear and see live uh worth it fritzel's on bourbon european jazz bar if you want to see a clip at it you can check uh a post on instagram from brevity box podcast and it's you'll get the gist right away but even there kind of the same thing pete there's a you know people there listening to the music and there were people behind us just not even paying attention to the music to the point where towards uh, I, I the, do have a question about the music if you don't mind lay it, it on me was it the same bill gates doppelganger doing it no no that guy because was good though that for those of you that again and uh 
again, really weird, but when I went to uh, New Orleans for Triple C's wedding, we did spend an evening at Fritzel's, and the the group that was playing there that night had a lead singer that looked just like dorky ass Bill Gates at like similar 20, glasses, like 20, 20 year old Bill Gates, like little sw- guy, yeah, sweater vest. But when he sat down at the piano, started tickling them ivories, and opened his mouth, and the the sound and the voice of Louis Armstrong came out. Holy shit! It was nuts. Yeah, I mean, this was sort of similar. These these guys were. Um, you know, trombone, trumpet, piano, drums, and a stand-up bass, and they were going nuts. You know, it was, again, New Orleans incredible, but also in New Orleans, also kind of the theme here, at the very first break, right before the song ends, I hear a guy in the back row, we're only three rows deep, and we were right in the front, and the guy in the back leans to the people in front of him who've been talking the whole show. And he goes, hey, are you guys enjoying the music? And the guy goes, "Uh, yeah. And he goes, because it doesn't seem like it because you've been talking during the whole fucking show. (laughs) And we ended up like, and I was like, right about that time, Brooke goes, hey, guys, time to go. And so we stood up and like started inching our way out. Smart lady. Yeah, pretty smart lady. But yeah, that's just in the one week, basically. I can see the city is going to be nuts for the rest of the year. And I have a bunch of examples about how I just kept revisiting that thought that it's going to take a while. Like we've, we have, uh, we've forgotten how to be in public in my mind. Like, and we're just going to have to relearn that. And I think in some ways we'll be better to each other. Right. I think the, the no. serv- like the service. No, I'm just saying from my point of view, the people that I interacted with that are working, right? Like if I had a waiter that was definitely wearing a mask and I, I always thank them for wearing it because Brooke and nurses have to wear masks all the time. So I thank the people that have to wear them and I get more of a positive reaction. Like those experiences mm-hmm. are positive. It's the random person that I I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, I think there's going to be some, like some grace period there where people are still, they're going to come out a little more Neanderthal than they were a year and a half ago. And they're going to have to figure out how to be social butterflies again. And, and just to kind of wrap my, uh, my little bitch session here, segment story, even though I got to say we had a blast. It was a lot of fun, a lot of positives. These are just things that stuck out. But I really, I really wanted your the, story to like end with Graham just taking his foot and kicking one of the kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, knowing Graham, he would design a mechanism that was yeah, because uh, I just laser guided. I just pictured him like <laughs> with his like, I mean, British I mean, accent. He was ready. Like, Fuck you, you it, kid! Like <laughs> he looked like he had laser beams coming out of his <laughs> eyes the way he was cutting glances at them. You, he would have been in trouble. <laughs> if anybody would have caught a glance, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, but anyways, there towards the end, I took my in-laws to the airport. They were my second visit and four in the four thirty in the morning. And you could just tell by the way the airport was crowded that people were just that's when people leave New Orleans. They party the whole weekend and they leave crack acid on Monday. So I'm pulling up and dropping my in-laws off. And there's clearly just. Uh, 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 a herd of already recovering from three hours before alcoholics right and one <laughs> of them just got super confrontational 
uh, because I pulled within 20 feet of his vehicle. Oh, God. Like a legit 20 feet. Like a legit 20 feet. He, tur- he, he grabbed his bags, took a step, turned around, got startled for whatever reason. I have no idea. And just started screaming. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, I'm like, uh, you know, in many ways, I'm not, I'm not a tall dude. But I don't really think about that shit. I never remember it. So the minute this dude starts bitching, I start bitching back. Right. And and it's like going back and forth. And he's starting to just you can tell he's drunk. You can tell he's just talking stupid shit. And then my father-in-law gets out of the car. My father-in-law is a retired police officer who's <laughs> like six three and still looks stacked, right? Like he still looks mm-hmm. like pure muscle and so he gets out and the guy's tune totally changes <laughs> and, and i mean it was just again it was one of those things that i didn't anticipate you'd never see it coming and the only thing i kept thinking is we're we're not good at this anymore <laughs> like, <laughs> we used to be pretty okay at it now we're we're just figuring it out again you know and uh i'll, I'll cap that off with the cherry of saying when your mother-in-law and your wife and a friend go out to check out a new rooftop bar and they end up uh, retreating from said rooftop bar because of the constant invitations they were getting to compete in the twerking contest that was being had by the 20 year olds. (laughs) Yes. So it was a perfect new Orleans weekend. (laughs) And that's that's my uh, opening. I just wish I, I wish I could have been with Brooke for the twerking contest. Oh man, contest. you would have had a. They, they they considered it. They just got tired of being asked. <laughs> so Becky, that is my my front on what's been going on with me. Yes. Why don't you hit me with what you had on your list? Um. Well, I deleted my dating apps recently. <laughs> Hey, I just congratulations. Got, <laughs> thank you. Got tired of seeing a bunch not, of dicks, literally, yeah, huh? Literally. Not, it's not, it just got me so depressed. Like, between the profile pictures and stupid opening lines, I just, for my sanity, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I was like, I need a break. I I need a break. So you need a break. Yeah, I agree. What opening lines? You've got me smiling already. Well, I so, cannot wait. you know me and I'm very like, all right, let's do this. Like to the point, like, let's get this done. Well, when you message me and say, hey, want to fuck? I'm going to message you back and be like, yeah, where do you want to meet shorty? Like, come on, let's go. Show what? me what you're working with. Because, <laughs> because nine times out of ten. These little bitch boys are like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know you were gonna respond like that. Uh, I didn't really mean it. It's like, okay, well then, don't use a fucking opening line like, it's like that. Oh my god, this has never actually worked before. <laughs> like, use an opening line like you know, like my opening line is like, hey, I have a question for you, and then I like wait for them yeah, to do respond. <laughs> exactly. No, like I legitimately like wait for them to respond and I think of like something like really funny that's going to make me stand out. Like before I deleted them, I was like, hey, can I ask you a question? And this guy was like, yeah, of course. And I was like, what cheeses do you use for your grilled cheese sandwich? Right. That's cute. It's cute. It's cute. It gets you talking. It gets you thinking. And then it's like a little less awkward when you're like, so what are you doing Saturday? Want to 
I want to break your penis. Like you can't. <laughs> after a grilled cheese. Yeah, after we make grilled cheese, let's let's break your penis. Like, come on. <laughs> so, I'm just getting like I'm just getting so sick of all these like little boys that are like, "Hey, hey, you want to fuck?" And then I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Oh." Okay, so uh. I have a couple <laughs> questions here. I got a couple questions here. And these might be a little random. First one is deleting all your apps because it was getting depressing. Are mm-hmm. Do you not look? I know on the last time you had you on, you were saying that some dude we had a great story about a dude who was a complete prick to you and you hunted him down via his mom. Yeah. And then the same thing about telling us now the one that bothers me and not to take it on a serious note, but how how often just so we know if it were out of 10 times that you innocently went into a, a Zoom date or a video chat date, how many dicks out of 10 visits do you see? <laughs> in the last month no i'm just kidding uh <laughs> <laughs> we talk about tomorrow or yesterday um no it in this like pandemic out of 10 times i would easily say seven seven dicks seven dicks that's a lot of dicks yeah that's too many and too not many nice dicks. dicks either gross dicks. you know i don't think nice dicks crave the spotlight like that no they don't Nice right. dicks are a nice surprise. Like when you're getting it on and he unzips his pants and you're like, oh my God, yes, thank you, Jesus. That's a beautiful <laughs> Well, but like I said, nice dicks know that the show is going to happen and it's going to be yeah. great. They don't and nice dicks, like... nice dicks get rewarded nicely. That's fair. But what do you think it is that makes these? Uh, do you think it's just I like, I, I mean, do you have any is. idea? No. I don't know what it is because it's like what girl wants to log on to a Zoom date. And mind you, I get ready for my Zoom dates. Like I'm not just going to show up with my hair up in a bun. What girl wastes her time getting ready and wants to see your dick right away? Like I I don't. I I, want to say this so that (laughs) I can make the impression clear. I have been with the same person for a very 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 long time we've been married for about five years but we've been together for you've been together a long four time. times that mm-hmm. okay she doesn't want the opening line to be her, her seeing my dick <laughs> she was no interest in that like there's still some road I mean, to if travel you, if you put a hat on your dick <laughs> maybe like if you I'm dress just saying, your dick up but, I, but it's not how i'm gonna get anywhere if it were like it's on a not date and I was it's like, not Damn. how you say hi it's not no. It's not something I'm into. Like, not seriously. Do I want to see your dick? Yes, but not like that. Brando, do you? Can you imagine? I mean, like, has there ever been a? I can't think that of would... one. Like, I can't think of one time I met a a girl. I'm talking like the first twenty minutes, and was like, "Here's my dick." Or that would be like a girl being like, "Hey." Hey, Brando, you want to come out? You want to do a Zoom date with me? And then Brando opens his computer and it's just her lips, like her vagina lips. And you're like, oh, okay, well, let's, uh, I mean, look, we, we need to start. <laughs> we need to start with a base level of understanding that men are animals. All right. Okay, you know, but, like, that's... It's not going to be the same <laughs> percentages here at all. <laughs> if Brando turned on his computer and saw a blue waffle. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's like. That's what it's like opening my computer and seeing Chewbacca. Like, no, thank you. Scattered, smothered, and covered. Okay. Waffle okay. So, so question, question. Oozing, oozing, <laughs> oozing white butter. You said it's. You, you said you know seven out of ten times it happened to you. Mm-hmm. Were any of them actually nice? 
No. No. Huh. Not you know, like they said in Game of Thrones, no true king has to say he is the king. Exactly. No man with a nice penis has to try and talk about his dick. You know a guy has a nice penis when he's not trying to like show it to you every five minutes. I mean, that's the rule I've always lived by personally. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I want to see your dick, I'm going to ask to see your dick. It, the thing is, is it, it, and pretty much no guy will say no to that. Exactly. I think, I think the fucked up thing is, is that it, it seems so far-fetched to me that it got like because i can't i'm pretty good because you're a gentleman finding a way i don't even know about that i i I just telling you i don't know how that equation works right like i don't know how that guy's like you know before the date he's like well derek you're really (laughs) lonely here's your chance here's your chance seems interested (laughs) what do you want to do hi really nice to oh my god (laughs) <laughs> he just puts a dick in there. This Let me like, see. She asked me, she asked me about my favorite cheese. I guess I better show her. Like that is code. Dick I gotta say, <laughs> if, but, if somebody but, asked but, me about it, but what if they have like the weirdest case of alien hand syndrome ever recorded? What, what the fuck? Is what that? is alien hand syndrome? Alien hand syndrome is a, is a it's a you know a brain issue where one of your hands. Arms literally acts on its own. What? What? Yeah, I'm dead serious. That is a real thing. So you're like, you're like, yeah. (laughs) You know, I I learned some things during my one year in community college. Okay, cut me some fucking slack. You need to get off the black market Pornhub, there, Brando. Like, step away from the Pornhub. Get away. Alien Hansen is a real thing. Some people basically their arm and hand tries to choke them, and they have to <gasps> stop it. But yeah, wouldn't that be wouldn't that be awkward if your alien hand was just constantly trying to pull your dick out? I never Dude, thought of it like that. I gotta say though that but even, these sort of deep okay. thoughts are brought to you by Sunday Goods Fire. <laughs> <laughs> but like okay, seven, so Becky, seven wait, wait. out of ten guys have alien hand syndrome. Then no, no, no. But let's say one <laughs> of them. Just so a I gotta, hypothetical. <laughs> I gotta ask you though. Let's say the one guy. There's one guy out of that seven that just starts <laughs> dicks on the camera. He's doing shit with it. Like his hand is going nuts. Yeah, playing with his junk, but. His face and his eyes are deadlocked on the camera, and yeah. the rest of his body is normal. There and was he's one just like, like that, and he's just like, "Look, <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry. I, I have alien hand syndrome, and I'm not, and I'd be like, needing to do this, and I apologize. I'd be like, bro, really you need like to get you. that looked at. You know, I know a guy named Brando difficult. who can help you with that. <laughs> I don't know any surgeons that can fix that shit." <laughs> <laughs> Brando did one year of community college. He's got it. He's an alien hand that, specialist. Uh, what was that move from Zach and Mary make a porno? You can invite him over and give him a Dutch rudder. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking more like girls trip and just take the grapefruit and like do the grapefruit. That oh one. my god. Seven out of ten, Becky. That Seven sounds depressing. It's just, it's, uh, that does sound. Depressing. Hence, why I'm taking a break from the dating apps. But you know what? Maybe, maybe with everybody getting out into the world again, you'll have an opportunity to go and and you know. I'm meet scared somebody in the real world. I would I'm be afraid scared. too. I'm scared for that person that I meet. <laughs> 
you, you don't it's think been, it might it's be been that, a long I mean, year <laughs> but don't you think it would be maybe a advantage that i don't know what to expect for you out there right i don't know if guys will really have any game and that might be I'm good not, i'm not looking for a game because i have enough game for the both of us well but i'm saying like guys out there right now probably have no game i don't care like, this might be good hunting ground for you you're talking to the to... girl who went up to somebody and said excuse me sir can i lick your chin and boom i was in a relationship for three years wow. i've got enough game for everybody i nobody wish you luck the results speak for themselves <laughs> hence me so bringing the- jj watt to arizona thank you Thank do you. you do you run into uh, on a serious note? Do you run into people being intimidated by your yes. success and yes. your self sufficiency? Yes, I've had a lot of guys say that. Like most recently, the guy that I was like really interested in that I was like, oh my gosh, you're so different from anybody that I'd go out with. Um, he came back and said, you know what, Becky? I don't think I don't think you're the girl for me. He's like, you're just not you're not needy enough. And I was like, excuse me, I'm not needy enough. And he's like, no, he's like, I want a girl that needs me. He's like, you make your own money. You, you know, you do your own thing. He's like, I want to support somebody. And I was like, "Uh, uh, cool. I was like, here's my bill. Here's my car bill. I was like, what more do you want? Like, (laughs) I'm never going to be that girl that like flat out is like, Daddy, oh, but he wants to don't, 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 don't even don't, do it. Don't. Yeah, it makes me <laughs> no. Makes you want to I, will never, I will never be that girl ever. I will never that's so rely on somebody. Unhealthy. Hang on a that's second, guys. Guys, to want. guys, that Becky, seriously, that was too much. I need a moment to cope, so we're gonna take this moment so you can <laughs> hear from one of our sponsors. Jesus fucking Christ. Hey kids, it's Don Shanahan from the Cinephile Hissy Fit, one of the podcasts on the Ruminations Radio Network. If you've been enjoying this show, come listen to Will Johnson and I fight it out over cinema's best and worst on Cinephile Hissy Fit. Find us and all the great shows over on RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. All right, and we're back. We've had a chance to uh, wash Becky's impression out of our ears and go dry you <laughs> for a little bit. Nothing against Becky, but the impression she did was terrifying. It was spot on. God, spot Jesus on. Christ. I, I gotta say, though, that, that, that dude, that's not good to want that kind of... No. Because here's what it means to me. It's like he wants to be rewarded for his little trophies, right? I made yeah. the money, honey. I came home with the bread. <sighs> I'm the provider. Give me my rewards. Exactly. I... I yeah, I, that's crazy ass shit. I would have thought that that wasn't what was going to be like right now. It's a like, huge I would have thought thing. people were different. It's a huge thing right now. How fucked up? It's like, it's so intimidating to meet a woman who owns her own house, owns her own car, doesn't need you to pay your bills. Like, And he, is like a straight up, like, G. badass, elite yeah. ass nurse. I'm a G. Like... <laughs> Yeah, like, didn't you fucking, let's brag a little. Didn't you get, like, high awards, high accolades, state of Arizona? Like, yeah. talk about that a little bit. I'm not going to talk about you. You <laughs> talk about you. Um, I, last year, before the pandemic hit, I was uh, actually selected as one of the top 50 nurses in Arizona. That's the whole goddamn state. Like a bouse. <laughs> like a it's it's because of the work i do with um parents who have like 
experienced infant loss then like I try to make bring awareness to it because it's such a taboo topic but um man please use this platform oh yeah I am it's like a project near and dear to my heart I'm gonna do like a small plug about it um do it I I had a best friend my very first friend in Arizona she got pregnant and her husband um deployed to one of the the stands I can't remember which one but I was basically with her her whole pregnancy like went to doctor's appointments like hung out together she had the baby everything went good and then like two weeks later her baby had passed away um from a really bad um, SIDS no not SIDS something that I it's not my place to tell Uh, no in her story um just something that you would never never think of for a baby um and you know you know to spend every day with her and to be excited about this baby and I you know I went to went bought her clothes and then I was like I came home after I heard yeah I came home after I heard and I said I was like I don't know what to do I don't know what to do for my friend I don't know what to say there's nothing that seems right what do I do from here on out so that I can always remember Peyton. And then a few weeks later, my brother, my oldest brother, they lost their baby. Um, he was, my God. he was stillborn. So I'm like, how, how do I honor these babies? And so my friend Jamie was like, well, I, I, um, entered this grief support group and they do this thing called the wave of light and she's like you just light a candle for the babies you know on this specific date which is October 15th you light a candle and you know just remember them for that hour so you know that's a way for us to know that you're thinking of us and I was like that's cool I was like I like that because that's letting my friend know and letting my brother know that I'm here for you no matter what right so So you're part of it that's yeah yeah and, you know, it's like, it's like, for me, it was like, I just don't know how to be there for these people. Like, I want to, like, be there, but I don't want to make it, like, about myself, like, and my need. I w- yeah, I want to make it, giver. I want to make it about True. them. And, like, I want them to know that I'm never for- going to forget these two babies for as long as I live. And so it just kind of, for me, it kind of took off there because I made it, like, my little project. So I made every baby that passes away, I make a little luminary for and on October 15th, we um, line up the luminaries and we light them from seven to eight in our time zones. And it creates like this wave of light and the events just kind of like taken off. And now we have over a thousand luminaries, which I think is so cool. And um, I know Brooke is constantly giving me names and I'm so appreciative of that because I'm like, you know, I want these babies to be remembered. And somewhere along the line, somebody that I did it for nominated me for the award. So I'm really appreciative of it. <laughs> but I'd probably be like the last one to talk about it for sure. Well, it's uh, it's such an intimate thing. I mean, I, I brought it up because, I mean, I have a lot of respect for what you do because, I mean, you're doing the same line of work mm-hmm. that I'm sort of married into. It's like yeah. being married into the mob. You're sort of part of the family. It's um tough. And I also kind of get, I think when you're, there's a few, I don't, do you remember the name of that redheaded guy that's being married to a nurse? <laughs> like he's talking about his wife. Yeah. He, uh-huh. On YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He's the RT. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So those, I think when you're married to that, you sort of get 
an idea of what that struggle is about. Good mm-hmm. on you. I, I 100% think it's worthy of of less dicks in your dating profile. I, I you know, you know but I, mean? I would I mean, be the, you, I don't You put should that be in the two there, dick though. top <laughs> tier though, right? You should have no more than two dicks out of 10. <laughs> And those dicks. I mean, that's, a, kind of that's, a, like, that's a pretty you know, fair ratio. It's a fair. That's, that's fair. Because it's, it's, it's never, never going to be eliminated completely. Right? Yeah, but it's, it's fair. And yeah. those two would be polite, right? That you would come on and be like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Yeah. I didn't oh, oh know I wasn't was expecting you, you right that now. Was, like... I apologize. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. No. See that that would be a better way to go. Yeah. yeah look, if we can, prop, let's be a part of that and bring awareness. Let's. Yeah. I can. I can really. I would love that. Work on that later. We the more the more well, people that, that know about it makes me like. I get emotional talking about it. So it's just like to see where it was. Like literally started with three candles in my driveway and then now to see like thousands of bags like it just no, man. it gives me the awesome. oh just gives me we'll the push that for sure i will talk to everybody in the network and yeah see for I sure get everybody to talk about it you're gonna have to help me oh yeah craft of the message yeah okay so <laughs> well i had see, to bring that's up like, that you were a badass nurse right i had to talk about that i bit. don't i don't talk about myself enough because i'm not I'm not that person. Like I'm, I'm. I struggle with that. (laughs) That's why I made you talk about it. I'm the exact same way. I find it so incredibly difficult to talk about myself. Yes, I don't have that issue. It's it's one of the hardest things. It's one of the hardest things to do. Is like sit there and be like, yeah, well, I did this (laughs) and I did this and I did this without sounding like a complete and total dick. Like. I don't care about I don't care about what you did, Brando. I don't care that you're an alien hand specialist. This is what I did. Like I, I, I just have such syndrome. yeah. I just I don't. Uh, I struggle. No, look. Hard. The thing is, is that uh, being uh, and you know Brooke is the same way. She's not very comfortable talking about her accomplishments, and she's a fucking she's goddamn amazing. genius. Yeah, and she's amazing. She's very very smart. Very very accomplished. Let me tell you, man. I I uh. I totally go out of my way to talk her up more than she's comfortable with. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, just, and look, Brando will tell you that too. People I'm a fan of, I talk about them <laughs> as much as I talk about myself, but I never forget to talk about myself. Yeah. But being fair, <laughs> I will simply, I'll be like, that was a pretty good thing. Right. That was pretty good. Don't you think? That was thanks you know, to whatever. me. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> I never take credit for more, but I always want credit for my part. Right. Yes. <laughs> you're like i was in the background of that conversation thank you very much yeah but i definitely think i, I just hope you have, hope you have a chance good for you on canceling all those fucking dating profiles and terrible opening i lines. just it just book. like honestly i probably will go back because like how do you meet somebody right now but for my mental health i need a don't you a think break. maybe the maybe the crazies are gonna be out in the world now yeah it's, hopefully it'll thin out the the, the herd but see, the problem is, is actually getting people to talk to you. And it's like, why are you even on an app if you don't want to talk to anybody? Brando, do you use the dating apps? Have you tried that? Uh, very, very limited success. I haven't bothered in a long time. My, I do okay just talking to somebody, but my text game is weak as fuck. Oh. <laughs> you need to take my class. You need to yeah, take say, my Becky's class. Probably got some tools yeah, there. Becky, next time we put on a seminar, you know, some university. Yes. I'll be like opening lines with Coach Becky with hey, the good that hair. That would be a good like drop segment, <laughs> like a little five minute opening lines with, with Nurse Becky's mom. 
I would totally go for that. Is there any, what else did you have on your list that you wanted to cover with us? Oh my god. I don't know if you guys are ready for this one. Let's hear it. I wanted to tell you guys the story about the time I called 911. Okay. Did you do it? All right. Did you do it? Did you butt dial 911 while you were chainsawing no, no, down no. a tree? No, 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 no. Because no, that no. was a fun visit from the police. It's, it's part of like how I almost got murdered by my ex boyfriend. <laughs> okay. Oh. We're definitely, this is, is it, is it going to be a funny story? Yeah. It's, it, it ends up being really funny, but it's fucking terrifying at first. All right. So fucking let's terrifying. do this. <laughs> I want to, I think I may want to end on that story. So I'm going okay. to hold on that. Okay. I want to get to Brando. That's like some marquee shit for next episode right there. That might be good shit. We might need to save that. But for now, let's move to Brando. We're talking about America opening again. And of course, I should have guessed that one of the first places Brando would go out in public is the fucking Apple store. I, had to go I, get I, I didn't Jack want in. to go there. I had to go there. Uh, okay. What'd like you go Mecca? for? <laughs> spiritual uh, pilgrimage my right airpod pro was making a crackling sound and they just replaced both of them for free my nice. well here's here's the thing and here's why i love apple charlie one when something goes wrong i got a fucking store i can go to they, they're in all major cities mm-hmm. two they take care of their customers and this is the story so dude took my airpods in the back and <laughs> did this weird little testing on them and it's like, yeah, well, okay, yeah, you're right. One's definitely, definitely a problem. So we're going to replace that. But I don't want you to have mismatched battery life. So I'm going to replace your other one too. So I got, uh, yeah, brand new AirPod Pros. Pretty great. Nice. Well it done, does, It is, it well is more annoying going there because you have to make a reservation for anything, even just shopping. Because they're still full-on limited capacity masks. Mm-hmm. Masks on, which I'm... I absolutely, which I love. So yeah, when when you finally get in there, there's less people actually in there. You're not shoulder to shoulder with everybody. It's a much more pleasant experience. Were the AirPods Han made in USA? Uh, actually, yes, they were. How did you know? <laughs> the Han tribe. Small hands. It's the secret of the tiny stitching. You know who owns Apple? While I was there, you get to see an interesting little cross segment of humanity. I feel terrible for the poor employees trying to explain complex things to geriatrics. And uh, I saw I saw two uh, like two teenage guys there. Were they working there? No, no, no. They were just waiting for something. (laughs) Uh, Did you guys know that bowl cuts are apparently a thing again? Yes. The dude had a straight up Dumb and Dumber Lloyd Christmas yes. bowl cut. Two, two of them did. Yes. That shit needs to stay in. I miss the I, 90s, but I that blame, shit needs to stay in the 90s. I blame K-pop. That's what I blame. Uh, <laughs> you're Box, you're 100% does, right. I, I just want to say Brevity Box does not support Asian hate. I'm not hating on Asians. <laughs> I love K-pop. I love no. it. No, give me that but, give me that ice cream song by that one girl band. I don't know what they are, but Selena Gomez is in it. I, I love have that song. no problem with uh, K-pop. I, I love K-pop. You, when it comes to having to flat iron your very thick hair, uh, I'm against that just to get a bowl <laughs> cut. Um, not, I, I do not have the hair for a bowl cut. If I tried to get a bowl cut, I would have the biggest static fro <laughs> you could even imagine. <laughs> 
<laughs> that sounds uh, awful. No, I didn't even realize that was a thing. I didn't realize bowl cuts were a thing. So while I was, and while I was waiting outside to get in, uh, you know, to uh, not so classy people were also waiting in line with their shithead child that they couldn't control. So I had a fun <gasps> child experience myself. Oh, uh, it was just running around, no mask. On. I don't know what the mask thing for kids is, so I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know, man. This is like, this, this like a five year old, so it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, kids, the, 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 the mom and dad yeah. doing the dick nose thing with their masks bothered me. Uh, that bothers uh, me more. Yeah, the that's dick ridiculous. Me, uh, and let me tell you, to give you, give you an idea, he was definitely uh, kind of a douche bro, <laughs> and she was a she, she, she was a little whiskey tango to catch my drift. <laughs> so it, yeah. was an, it was not an ideal combination to breed. No, no. Dude was deaf. Dude was wearing a tap out shirt. He was probably oh two my sizes God, too just small about for. To ask you, I was oh. just about to ask you about a tap out shirt. And Debbie's favorite oh. cargo shorts, but he had also Adidas slip on sandals. So just you know, real uh... my type. <laughs> <laughs> look, I was about to say there there are there are guys that totally look totally spot on in a tap out shirt. That's not who's buying most of it no. here. <laughs> and I feel like a terrible person because while that kid's running around causing a ruckus, screaming and being annoying, part of me just wants that kid to trip. You should trip him. Oh, man. That's just old. You should trip like... that kid. <laughs> Nurse Becky says trip that kid. Knock those front teeth out. <laughs> so good. Kids got to learn. You know how you get that kid to say, excuse me, sorry. Yeah. But people don't act up, and but people don't act up in that Apple Store because Michael Clark Duncan works there. Does he? He's a big dude. I know. Uh, wait, I gotta go to this Apple Store. He died. <laughs> hey, who's the big guy? <laughs> Who, who's that tree I want to climb? Yeah, real, real big old black dude. Honestly, like, honest, kind, of, kind of scary big. Ooh, tell me more. Yeah, you need to stop talking now. This is supposed to. I be a need to. Show. I need to. I need to hear more about this guy. He wasn't built like JJ. I'm sorry to say. I'm gonna need Before... you to go back and take a picture. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is getting real stocky. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, I'm not Brando, kidding. I gotta. I think he's a little though, too man. old for you, Becky. I'm still excited. I want you. I've been waiting for this since I told you to watch this show. <sighs> boy, oh boy. Okay. So look, here's here's what I want to tell the people out there. If you haven't put it together yet. Brando is uh, salt. He is sodium on the periodic table sometimes. I am and not as bad as you people make me out to be. <laughs> it's still fun to say. But the the man has a taste about what he's looking for. And, and it grew out of comic book crap a long time ago. Comic book right. movies a long time ago. So that's the thing, right? I know you've given up on comic book movies. And I came across Invincible on Amazon Prime. Amazon. Animated superhero show and i know i could talk about it a lot and i'll probably find a bunch of words and a bunch of syllables and i'll do no justice to it compared to what i think and what i hope is about to come from brando but when i saw it i knew this was made for brando like my last reference like game of thrones shocked me with the the first season and Ned Stark with the Red Wedding, those moments of pure shock. I didn't know it. I hate it. I love it. I don't want more. I need more. That's what I knew I had to recommend. And 
and now I'm gonna just and I watched it in one sitting. So I think Superman is a terrible comic book character because he's basically God. I agree. You can't really do anything to stop him. Kryptonite, still a boring character. He's really cute though. (laughs) He's got a butt chin. I'm not gonna lie, I do pretty immoral things if I could wind up with a body like Henry Cavill. He has a a butt chin. Henry Cavill has a butt chin. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So, I mean, I think one of the things you mentioned right off the bat was that J.K. Simmons voices the main character. Yes, he does. J.K. Simmons is obviously, I'm sure a lot of people know, tremendous actor. Whiplash, probably one of my favorite movies out of the last several years. So good. That and guy who does State Farm commercials has been in a shit farmers, ton of great movies. Farmers, actually. Farmers, farmers commercials. He's been in a shit ton of movies, including... And he is by far the best J. Jonah Jameson of all time. 100%. Mm-hmm. So, I was sold. Um, to basically sum up the show, it's uh, in this world exists Omni-Man, you know, Superman, and they make... They pull no punches about totally ripping off the Justice League. Um. And uh, in the show, Omni Man, J.K. Simmons, you know, marries an Earth woman. He's a he marries an Earth woman, has a kid. Kids growing up in puberty, and he's starting to gain powers like his father. So I'm thinking, he really okay, plays up that Superman Clark Kent good really family, does. good guy character, all for justice, like all that that trope. That's all about. It's all given to you on a platter. He and his wife have a perfect relationship. They good to their kid. I mean, they're they're like a picture perfect family. And yeah, you know, de- you know, Omni Man starts training his son. But I'm, I'm going to spoil the first episode because fuck it. Um, okay. One thing that this show does, and when I say show, I mean it's it's drawn like a Saturday morning cartoon. It really is. <laughs> I mean. So what happens next is just, it, it is shocking. The, you know, not Justice League wind up getting together and uh, he straight up murders them because what can you realistically do about somebody that powerful? You can do nothing. The Batman equivalent literally got picked up by his foot picked and slammed face first into the ground, exploding his head. Oh, so wow. can, done. <laughs> done. Graphic. And you literally karate chop someone in the neck so hard their head flies off. It's incredibly gory, hyper violent, hyper violent, and it it just it it just left me with my jaw on the floor. And I'm like, oh, that's the kind of shit this is going to be. Clear my schedule t- this evening. I'm in. That's the kind of stuff you make out to on the couch. <laughs> no, no, there wasn't enough U.S. GIs dying during World War II calling for their mother to really set the mood. Apparently. Oh. Okay, so so, okay, well that that's gonna bring me to a whole other thing about where your first kiss was, but I'll come back to it. <laughs> Omni Man talked about that. in that, uh, not yet. Omni Man on that in that show, the way that it, the, basically the logic is is that power corrupts, right? So if you have the most powerful, invulnerable th- guy, and at some point he decides the rest of them are weak and in his way, and he's ready to rule, they're all fucked. And that's basically, there was nothing they could do about it. And it was straight out the, of... The only reason why they actually did some damage is because he needed them to. Yeah. He didn't have right. to hold back, but he needed to for his ruse. But 
just again, and yeah, this is a cartoon we're talking about, but just the ease at which he dispatched these several other superheroes with it, it's a, uh, it's something that you'd really see if someone like Superman had to fight someone like Batman. It so would be this, over super quick. And well, almost, yeah, that, that would exists. be the shock. They show something very similar in the final episode. Just how fast that's still going to be over with. That's sort of the thing, right? So when the the main thing about this show, for anybody who hasn't watched it, it's the different, that, and that's why it's great. Yeah, it's different, and it's right in your face about this idea. It sort of takes, uh, it it's almost like somebody was like, oh, so you really want a superhero? This is what that motherfucker would probably really be like, and it's a monster. It's a nightmare. And it kind of puts it into perspective for like just a different, really unique approach at the whole thing that, I mean, let's be honest, if you like superheroes, I do. I like the content. I like Marvel. I watch a lot of it. I'm not over the moon about everything, but even I have to say there's fucking superhero shit every fucking where now. Like, mm-hmm. Becky, I, do you like superhero movies at all? Um, Yes. Okay. So are you, are you feeling like, I mean, do you? feel like it's too much yes <laughs> right okay it's like it's know. the same stories over and over again it's like same, there's a right, there, like you're right. you guys are talking about this one and then i'm thinking like oh that sounds like the one that's on netflix um jupiter's legacy yeah like right, a little bit like not a lot. lot and there are some there's some it's not the same story but it's the same opening yeah scene it's yeah. almost like like two improv groups got the same set of cards exactly <laughs> like the story's gonna go but one's, a, one's a little better <laughs> well one's just more uh, the animation on the one i will tell you this even if you do like jupiter's legacy it, it does look more corny live action whereas the animation like we were talking about it does look like saturday morning cartoons but oh i i didn't is, like jupiter i didn't like it. i only I watched one episode and I yeah, was I like, care for it as much. I was like, there's, there's two more things I got to say about this show. Too, yeah, I was about to go yeah, back because, to the because we're yeah, approaching sure. an hour. No, that's wanna, okay. We go must on. not inconvenience master editor. Oh, sorry. So no, sorry. We I said the title <laughs> out of respect, not rocking. No, no. Two other things that, that, that this show does incredibly well is the voice casting is perfect all the way down. That's true. Yeah, sure. We, we talked about who voices Omni Man, but you know his Rogan. son, wife, um. The head of that government agency I forgot about, Walton Goggins, that guy's amazing. Seth Rogen jumped in and is is a bit part in two episodes, I and it was one of the funniest damn things I've ever seen. Um, and the music, the my god, the, the fucking yeah. music, man. Um, I think it might have been specific to the Mahler twins characters you meet in episode one, but every time they were on screen doing you know their mad scientist shit, uh, you know they were doing it to run the jewels. Which is a great, great hip hop duo for those of you that don't know. RTJ4, great album, totally slaps beginning to end. Can't recommend enough. Yes. Fredo's got a funky, funky soul. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I'm glad I I'm glad I get, you know, every now and then, every few years, I give you a great recommendation that just nails it. And this was this was my one for the next few. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed that shit. So how many? What okay, so what's the rating system for you? What do we call it? What do you I mean? mean? What are we gonna say about it? How many Brandos do you give it? <laughs> how many? <laughs> how many? AK forty? Like oh oh ooh, ooh. This is the way you gauge it. You your rating system is based on weapons. 
on a scale. So if it's a really shitty movie, it's the weakest, puniest weapon that pepper you own. Pepper spray. Yeah, pepper spray. Right. If it's the greatest thing, it's what's the best weapon you own? Do you a own bazooka. <laughs> no, the AK market's pretty fucked up right now. What do you give it, man? I'm going to give it a SIG P365XL with a Holosun 507X2 red dot. That's a solid B. <laughs> nice. It's also my carry gun. But anyways. Um, Ladies, but no, so, but serious, But seriously, that show, <laughs> that, that, that show, 10 out of 10. That's awesome. Check it out and watch it. Check it out and watch it. Guys, that was exactly <laughs> what I wanted Thanks for sharing your observations. Are you, uh, I'm sure you're going to hear some nightmare stories next time we have an episode <laughs> from, from the America waking up from its long, stupid slumber. Oh my God. Yes. And it's going to be man, a weird summer, glad. man. I'm staying indoors for it. It's I'm not. Yeah, I'm breaking dicks. I'm through, for sure. <laughs> breaking dicks and hearts. Amen. But. I promised we would end on a good story from Becky and we're going to before we sign out. Becky, you promised us. Is it is it going to be too long cuz we're at an hour? No, man, okay. we can go for it. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. We just All don't right. want to send Mitch any more 3-hour monstrosities like we used to. Oh, okay. No, no. We we it can won't keep be that these long. in there. No, with with some of the editing it'll be about an hour. And okay. It'll be fine. I just want to make sure cuz I don't want to make him angry. Although no, I might want to make him angry. Is he cute? <laughs> yeah. he's a, he is he's a so beautiful handsome, man but he's not so simple. beautiful but let me see simple. his wiener no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well see this is where you may have had a problem <laughs> this is how it happens this is how seven out of ten <laughs> all right so tell us okay. about your murder story that ends up with a punch okay line. so um i know i've touched a little bit about it but i just got out of a really long and terrible three-year relationship with a you narcissist yeah. Aren't they fun? Oh my God. <laughs> there is only uh, one God, and it's me. Totally like brainwashed me. Changed the person who I who I was. I hate this man with a fire. Yeah. Like it was totally like one of those like, oh, had us con- conspiracy theory about some planet X or something like that. Oh my, he's one of those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Helium. Listen, did he, listen. Did he think the earth was flat? I didn't think this guy was like this when I asked him to lick his chin. But <laughs> I was like, had I known had I had I been able to see into my future, I would not have gone up to him. Not one bit. <laughs> what was what was the name of the people, the giant they were like giant angel people. Uh, yeah, I forget. I know a little bit about this shit. Planet X. Oh, I don't know. He would just like, he would get, so he was an alcoholic too on top Isn't of everything. Isn't Marvin the Martian lived? I don't know. I don't know. He, would like, he would like get drunk and like sit on my back patio and he would like point at something and he would be like, oh, that's Planet X or Z or I don't even remember. He'd be like, yeah. Oh, he was He's like, we're going to die. We're all going to die. And like, he was really, really dark. And like, just he came from like this terrible, terrible backstory of like his dad was a gun runner for the Hell's Angels and died, and his oh, okay. mom was a drug addict uh, and died, and he was all by himself, and he's uh, an alcoholic, and uh, he just he just hated his life, and yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Mind you, look, anytime I hear this, because I, I mean, the the you know guys always say this about uh like i think you know this is like from the 20th century they'd be like 
the girl's crazy. She's great in bed. Yeah. I don't think that's just women. No. no. I think it's people. Because he was that really good in bed. out of their mind, they're probably great in Yeah. Sack. Oh, my God. He okay. was so good. But, <laughs> He's out of his mind. Like, only guy that could ever make me come, like, from sex, like, without, like, any foreplay. Just just by talking about how you were all going to die? No, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. No, that did it. Like, I like I would just go in the house and shut the door and, like, lock it until he got over himself. And I then knew I was when like... you told me he was sitting outside talking about how you were all going to die and Planet X. I knew it was it just meant great sex. So right. moving so on. He's... Great sex or she, or she was about to get a So he's nice. Two. He's nuts, right? Um, yeah. I come to find out later on, like, he he moved in with me actually and um not surprising his sister his <laughs> sister like messaged me recently and she was like hey by the way do you know he was bringing girls into your house while you were at work and i was like oh that's cool that's real cool <laughs> why would you bring that up now i don't know because I mean, people this this family is fucking nuts that's why Jeez, uh, I just think that's fucking cold. Like, hey, you know what? Now that it's over, I should probably call her and let her know some shit. Right. Let's just stick that knife back in a little bit. What do you yeah, say? Yeah, let's twist that blade a little bit. That's rough, yeah. man. So that's ugly. So, like, as this is the same guy that like broke up with me on my birthday. Oh yeah, that dirty motherfucker. Yeah. I remember you talking about him. Yes, and then right before you and Brooke left, this was the guy that I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go fuck right now." Like after you're like going away party. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. So um, this is how it all turned out. So he breaks up with me on my birthday. We get back together because I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking idiot, and things don't Douche go. Bags. Yeah. I still, I Douche cannot get Brooke's voice out of my brain. <laughs> I'm not shitting you. I was like, I seriously was so tired. I was like, so what kind of guys is she into? And she goes, douche bags. <laughs> totally. Anyway, so he um he breaks my heart and like we're kind of like together. We're kind of not together. And I'm like, fuck it, whatever. In my bedroom, my phone doesn't get service, which is really delightful. So I work huh. for I work four nights in a row one week and I sleeping and my phone doesn't go off nothing happens i get up at probably like 10 p.m and i'm like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna sit and watch this show that i had been wanting to watch for a couple weeks that i had recorded and so i'm sitting in the living room and i have a sectional couch so i'm sitting with my back to my kitchen and so i can see my back door out of the corner of my eye because i don't like my back to the doors um and all of a sudden I'm sitting there and I see my door handle go down <laughs> and mind you, it's locked, but what? it's my door handle like slowly goes down and I'm like, is there like an animal out there playing with it? I'm like, what the fuck? And so like I turned the TV down a little bit because at this time I had like an ear infection and I couldn't really hear. So my TV was pretty loud. And so all of a sudden I look back over and my door handle is like rapidly shaking and I like panic and I go, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. What do I do? My gun is not at my house. It is with my parents because I had babysat before work, like before working those four days. And I don't like my gun in the house when I babysit. You are a wonderfully responsible gun. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So my, my gun's at my parents' house. I'm like, 
I'm like, fuck, this is how I die. Like someone's trying <laughs> this, someone's trying to break into my house and this is how I fucking die. I always thought I was gonna die by a good dicking. Like this is how I just like this is not how I wanted to die. To so, death by JJ Watts. <laughs> yes, thank you. I got sacked. Yes, I got sacked by his sack. Anyway, I run into my master closet, lock the door behind me, and I'm calling 911. <laughs> this is the best part. I call 911 and I'm talking to the girl and I'm like, I'm like, oh my God, please tell my mom I love her. Please tell my dad I love him. Please tell my stepdad I love him. I don't really love my dad, but just tell him I love him so he thinks I did. <laughs> I'm like going over in my head. I'm like, please play this for them. I'm I'm for sure gonna die. And she's like, calm down, calm down, calm down. She's like, let's talk about this. And and I'm just like rattling off because I'm so terrified at this point. And I'm like telling her, I'm like, oh my God, I wore shorts today. My legs are so pasty. I'm hiding. They're going to see me by my pasty white legs. I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. And then I hear like pounding on my windows and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God. Like, they're, they're at my back windows. And she's like, okay, calm down. She's like, the police will be there. She's like, you have, you have a little bit because you live far out there. I was like, don't remind me how far I live out in the boonies. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was like, I know, I know. And I'm like starting to cry. And she's like, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. We're going to do this. And so like I'm starting to hyperventilate. And, and then she goes, I need you to tell me if there's a car parked in your driveway. And I go, yeah, there's a car. There's my truck is in the driveway because I keep my parents' truck here. Um. Because if it rains, I can't go anywhere because all the streets flood. So oh. just as I'm saying, yes, there's a car in my driveway, my garage door opens. And I can hear my garage door. And now I'm thinking, oh, my God, they just broke into my parents' truck and they opened the garage door. What the fuck? I'm really going to fucking die now. And I pee my pants. And I straight up tell the girl, I'm like, I just peed my pants. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, Becky, she's like, I need you to, I need you to be quiet. And I was like, just, I just started rattling. I was like, please make sure my mom knows I love her and my stepdad knows I love him. And I'm continuing to rattle. And I hear my garage door, like, jiggling. Because I lock all the doors when I'm at home. And all of a sudden, my garage door opens. And I was like, oh, my God, I didn't lock it. I didn't lock my garage door. This was the one day I didn't lock my garage door. So then my house alarm starts going off. And I just, I'm like, I'm dying. I am panicking and dying. And I'm like. Holy shit. I'm shaking. And I'm about I'm to vomit. And so my, my house alarm is going off. And all of a sudden, I shit you not, my house alarm stops going off. And the only way it does that is if somebody puts their code in. Puts the code in, yeah. So. Oh my house alarm goes off and I was like, it's gotta be somebody I know. I was like, maybe my stepdad came like, cause I had called them thinking that there was an animal on my back porch. I was like, maybe my stepdad's here. And she's like, don't go anywhere. Don't leave. And she, I shit you not. All of a sudden I hear a knock on my bedroom door and I hear Becky, Becky, it's me. But he said his name, but I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. Uh, it's me. Dylan. It's me. It's me. <laughs> and I was like, I just like paused for a second and then I got so angry and I was like, I was like 911 lady. Cause I couldn't remember her name for the life of me. I was like, you need to get those cops here right now. Cause there's about to be a murder. And I like bust out of my closet and I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? It was my ex-boyfriend. 
breaking into my Crazy house. Crazy Planet X, good lay guy? Yes. Breaking into my house, right? So it's all said and done, and the cops come, and I'm like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I was like, I'll take care of it. He's, he's fucking hammered, mind you. He's drunk off his ass. And you're walking around in piss pants. And I'm walking around in piss pants. And they're, like, bright colored pants, so you can tell I peed my pants. Like, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to talk to these cops. It's fine. They're like, well, we're just checking. The cops were like, are you, are you okay? You're not going to murder him, are you? And I was like, no. I was like, I'm kicking him out of my house. And this, this motherfucker, I kid you not, tells me, he goes, well, I was calling you all day. Because I thought you killed yourself because of me. Yeah. And so and so I come over. He's like, he goes, so I come and like your TV was so loud. So I thought somebody was going to was here killing you. He's like, so I tried to come in through the back door. And I was like, why would you come in through the back door? He's like, I was like, I have a fucking doorbell camera. You could have rang the fucking doorbell. And he's Horrible. like, he's like, well, he's like, well, what? Uh, well, uh, and then he just like kept like spouting off like stupid things like I thought somebody was murdering you. I was really I am worried totally about glad you. You're not with this schmuck anymore. Good but for get you. the but this is what like freaks me out. So I'm like, so then he's like talking to me and he's like, uh, since I drove all the way out here 40 minutes, do you think I could spend the night with you? <sighs> and I was I like, got, I just I just got douche chills. I was like, <laughs> I was like, number one, no. Number two, fuck no. Get the fuck out of my house. So then I'm like sitting there and I go to I go to work because I had one night off and then I go back to work. And I'm sitting with my my primary whose mom is a 911 dispatcher. Oh no, it's her. It was her. Oh she my comes god. In and she go- so I'm telling the story to my roommate because I had a because we have roommates at work and uh, my friend, my primary's mom goes, um, that was me. She's like, I was your 911 dispatcher last night. And I was like, I am so embarrassed. <laughs> I was like, I totally understand if you never want me to take care of your kid ever again. And she was like, no, I was like legitimately worried about you. She's like, because the officers were there, like when they were like completing the call, they were like, we're pretty sure that guy was there to kill that girl. And I was like, I was like, wait a second. I was like, why do the cops think that? And she's like, well, he was dressed in black. He was wearing like a black cap. His truck was parked way down the street. She's like, he was sneaking around your house. And I was like, it was like explosions in my head. And I was like, oh, my God, he was there to try and kill me. I like talking to other friends. They were like, yeah, I think he was trying to kill you. And now I never leave my doors unlocked. <laughs> all right. All right. You, 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 punchline. Yeah. But you lied about the punchlines. That's some bullshit, Becky. That's some God bullshit. <laughs> that is horrifying. Story. Story. I thought right it was going to end on a punchline. No, I just, I, the, the punchline is him wanting to spend the night with me after like trying to break into my house and basically murder me. Because I've been so talking to like several people, like several of my friends are like, oh, yeah, he was trying to murder you. You know what? <laughs> I don't know that you're wrong. I can't tell you that you're wrong. It's a really ugly, ugly story. Yeah. About that guy. And I'm so glad that you have all the protection that you do. 
Yeah. And in a way, there's no real punchline. I just love that story. <laughs> I'm listen, and in a way, if you did have your pistol there, it could have been a lot more complicated. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, look, I don't it's know. Arizona. It's I Arizona. Bruce would have given her a medal. I don't know if he had a gun. Stand your ground. Yeah, I don't know if he had a gun. He's ex-military, so he could have had a gun, and I just didn't know. You know, he's still an asshole. Fuck yeah. it, whatever. Becky, that yeah. story <laughs> is grim. It's Christ. grim. I'm not, the next time, man. I'm not, I'm not going to promise you no, that, that makes the, the reason, final edit. The reason I want to <laughs> tell that story is because it's the things that you don't think about. And they actually happen. Like, don't hook up, don't sync up your garage door with your car parked in the driveway. Don't do it. Because I never thought about that. The story for me is is don't don't ask a guy to lick his chin. (laughs) The whole story is avoidable. Don't don't do that because then you find out that he brings girls into your bed and now you have to buy a new bed. Yeah, after the heartbreak too. Yeah, I still think that's kind of fucked up. Yeah. That's so after that's I'm completely bullshit. after I'm completely over him, completely done with it, cried my last tear, realized I'm a better person without him. I get a message. Yeah, I mean, look, this is the thing. You are 100. percent Oh, I know you, I am. You yeah. Need to, you need to find yourself a a, a some a pit crew. Yeah. I always <laughs> I always refer to myself as a pit crew to my wife being the driver. <laughs> you know, she's she she puts a lot of her. I think that's kind of the the joke bringing us back around to some of those YouTube personalities that talk about what it's like being married to a nurse or kind of being in the family like Mm -hmm. that. They, I mean, you, you do, you guys put every ounce of your empathy. And this is funny. This is why I think this is where I think your humor and your like, like razor sharp fucking edge comes from. And Brooke has that too. All your give a shit is spent Mm -hmm. by the time you clock out. Oh yeah. And by the time you're on your way home or you get home, like behind closed doors, you guys are sailors who don't give a shit. Oh, I don't anybody. Give a fuck. <laughs> right. And it's because when you're at the job, all of it's focused yeah. on your patient or the mom. And that's all great. People don't realize that the last people you want to fuck with after they have just gotten off a three or more day mm-hmm. run, especially if it's overnight nurse. Yeah. You know, and and they hadn't had a chance to recover for a good thirty six hours. Just fucking run, just run. run. They will spend. They are seriously apex predator mindset <laughs> at that point. <laughs> like you are so fucked, you know. But as a at being married to that, it does. You have to be a kind of person that's like ready to play a supportive role. I I do kind of catch wind of other nurses that are sort of doing both. Right, they're having a full on career and then going home and trying to play the the beta in a lot of cases, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. traditional and look for some people that may be what they want and, right. and all power to them. If that's what they want and that's the way they want to live a life. Great. Fine. But there's a lot that's just the expectation and they don't want to be alone. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they had, they don't want to take a chance to seven out of 10 dicks. So they're just <laughs> going to go home and make dinner and tell their husband he's the breadwinner and make him feel needed and say daddy in the bedroom, like a sick fuck. <laughs> put the astro, right? <laughs> put the astro glide on and just take it. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, I, I feel you, man. I, I hope you find a, I hope you find a pit crew dude. I really do. I do too. I'm really, I think the universe owes her one at this point. Huh? And look, 
She said, "I he thinks the universe owes you one. I think so too. Probably. Especially after, I mean, you guys, you haven't even heard all of the stories yet. Like, oh, we're gonna hear more. You're, you're gonna hear back. more. You're gonna hear yeah. way more. But I thought you're I'd get the back. grim one out of the way. <laughs> it was grim. It was funny, and I'll always remember you pissed yourself. That's well. Funny. I think the funniest part was that I was taking care of the nine one one dispatcher's baby. Like that, I was like, I I totally understand if you never wanted me to take care of your kid again. And she was like, No. She's like, I like you. But that's a special bond too. Just to yeah. kind of talk up what you do. Like yeah. Tucson really is the biggest little city in the world. It is totally. It I was is, like, man, I never thought I would is. ever talk to this nine one one dispatcher ever again. And now we're New really Orleans good friends. Is more similar than you know, man. People here know everybody else. It's it's kind of nutty. It's kind of nutty. It's kind of nutty. But I think we're at the end, guys. That was a great episode. Yes. Thank you for Yay. jumping in and joining me again for uh, another one, uh, Brando. I think I think you've inspired me to want to watch Invincible again. Uh, you've Becky, inspired I, me I to watch would, it. You should try it. And then Becky, I, I got to tell you, I'll. I'll I'll ask everybody that's on a dating app how many dicks they see. Oh, from now on, that would be great. I just want everybody that comes on to be like, okay, tell me the truth. Crazy, are you on a dating app? (laughs) Yeah, because that. And if you hear my opening line, please tell me because I'm like, I'm stealing your opening line if I ever decide to pop into a dating app again. Isn't it so great? It's so great. What kind of cheeses do you use on your grilled cheese? But you have to, you have to line it up. You have to be like, hey, got a question for you. And then that draws them in, and then you're like, and then, and then they're relieved it's not something fucked up and perverted. Yeah, Listen, like I gotta tell you, man, it's a good thing. You good. Can seriously, yeah, yeah. you could seriously just go tell me how you make a grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, what's your favorite it's grilled cheese? And just see what they say. Yeah, see that what they say. If they say, and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I was actually thinking, you know, related more to a food I love. Uh, what kind of, you know, something about a taco, but that would just go wrong. Look, I think there's genius. Yes. The wrong cheese, way, yes. I think there's genius in grilled cheese, though, because in grilled cheese, you hear somebody say two pieces of Wonder Bread, two pieces of sliced American cheese, and a microwave. That's going to be a different that's impression. That's wrong. Match. That's wrong. But th- yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's going to be a different impression and than that- the guy who's like, I got. I got Gruyere, yeah, and Havarti, and Havarti cheddar, and avocado. I'm like, I want to, I want to eat that grilled cheese. I want to yeah, eat exactly. that grilled cheese <laughs> naked right. in bed with you. I want to eat that grilled cheese. That's exactly my point. That's yeah. exactly my point. So and how you cut note. it and how you cut it is important too. Cut to the diagonal. Low hanging fruit joke. You cut the how diagonal. Cheese. Yeah. How you cut the cheese, baby? How you do it? Well, figure it out, people. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Jo- join us next time and be and look. That's the new uh, 2021 coming out of the pandemic pickup line for everything is how do you make a grilled cheese you can tell if that guy's a psychopath or a real lover yep and see which one you want to eat in bed if he talks about planet x just run just run Run the fuck away don't ever look back we'll see you next time thank you for joining us again remember that uh you can check us out at (laughs) www.ruminationsradionetwork.com and we'll see you on the next episode of brevity box bye bye you've been listening to the brevity box brought to you by ruminations radio network if you like this cast or want to find some other great topics join me 
Hoptimist on the Retro Futurist Culture podcast for great discussions on all things retro future. Check it out at ruminationsradionetwork.com.